Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on Newstalk. Stories in the newspapers and websites and as usual we do so on a Friday in the illustrious company of Aidan Donnelly from Davy Stockbrokers. Good morning Aidan. Hi Joe, how are you? Ready to rumble for the weekend Aidan. That's it. Let's start with a story about the Department of Finance looking to spend the rainy day money a little bit differently. Yeah, look, this ultimately comes from the fact that if you look back over the last couple of years, we've seen a significant windfall from corporation tax uh, for various different reasons. But if you if you look at it, they're saying that more than 10 billion of the 22 billion that came from, from Irish corporate tax collected last year is kind of one off or transitory in nature. And what they want to do is basically kind of squirrel this away into, into a, a new national reserve fund uh, because the existing one is nearing its eight billion uh, euro cap, and it can't. And once, it, unless they make changes to the legislation, you actually can't increase, or they can't put any more in once it reaches the eight million or eight billion. So, uh, Michael McGrath transferred over four billion in 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 recent weeks, and um, they're now looking at you know what else can we do with this and they've obviously uh, not only the the question of uh you know do we need a, a a another rainy day fund but also what do you do with the money in there is there any way to try and to to increase the returns coming off it so that you're kind of making the money work for you because as it stands right now it, it's just invested in kind of low yielding or short-term irish exchequer notes issued by the national treasury management agency but you know, obviously, if you if you really had a rainy day fund, you'd be looking at making some longer term investments and, and and trying to boost the 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 returns coming off this money until you used it. Yeah, and you'd want to lock in the money as well, wouldn't you, Aidan? It's not as if you could just put the money in so that a future government, which may have a completely different set of political priorities, can't just say, "Well, in our opinion, it's raining, and we're dipping into this fund." <laughs> Yeah, because we've obviously seen that. You know, we would have had the uh, a previous uh, incarnation of the the, the the pension reserve fund was obviously raided at the time of uh, the financial crisis to support the banks and things like that. So, as you said, you'd you'd want some fairly strong guardrails around it to say, listen. What, what exactly constitutes a rainy day? Is it a little bit of mist or is it actually proper <laughs> rain, you know? Is it a day for ducks or is it a... Yeah, I, I get what you mean. Yeah, so that's an interesting one, whether they can put those um, financial and political guardrails around the money. Um, John Isle in the Irish Independent has a story uh, about Simon Coveney on putting, being put under pressure in relation to the TBES scheme. Yes, this is obviously the the temporary business um, electricity scheme. You know, to to compensate um, the the energy support scheme. It's it's to compensate companies that have seen a significant increase in their energy costs over the last year. And there was one point three billion allocated to this uh, to, uh, for for firms, but it's it's been revealed that actually only thirteen million of it has been paid out so far, and and only seventeen and a half million of worth of claims have been put in. And what the the accountancy body are saying is look it's way too cumbersome number one to be to to try to get what you need in terms of the paperwork and everything and also the net isn't wide enough and uh, they want the the, the, the it, as it stands now qualifying business uh, has to see 40 percent rise in its electricity or gas they want to actually um 
increase or uh, reduce that to, if it's only been a 33 percent increase and also then the you know the monthly costs uh, you know the, the, the level to bring it down as well um, and what they're saying is if you do that it, you know it, there, it, there is a chance that more companies are going to be brought into the net and would be able to benefit from it and actually we might see some of the um some more of the money that has been set aside being being taken up by businesses yeah 1.3 million out of uh, sorry 13 million out of 1.3 billion fund 1% has been taken up yeah. uh, i'm sure some of that is down to the rules but some of it was also down to the red tape it's a tough one for the government they can't make it too easy because it's taxpayers money they can't throw money at companies uh, without doing proper you know tire kicking yeah, and, and look, the other thing I suppose that is interesting is if you look where we are now, the, the, we have seen energy, the, the wholesale energy costs come down, albeit the retail prices haven't come down. So there will be a lot of very big energy users that are on, on long-term contracts. Um, and, and, you know, maybe that actually hasn't seen, they haven't seen or have been able to roll those contracts by hanging on a little bit longer at, at better rates than maybe they would have done last June. And I see the boss of AstraZeneca um, has been speaking and he said something which won't please our friends across the Irish Sea. Yeah, this this is a very interesting one because um, the, the Pascal uh, Sorin um, is not known for picking public fights with governments, but he's he's basically had enough of writing letters now, and he used the full year figures uh, released by AstraZeneca yesterday to to have a cut at the the British government. And his probably his best quote of all is he said, uh, "You know, you need an environment that gives you good returns and incentive to invest." And just now. That's not Brexit Britain, whatever the glib claims from ministers, uh, that it's morphing into a life science superpower. So he, he wasn't pulling his punches Ooh, here. He didn't pull anything, yeah. Um, he, um, of course, AstraZeneca were lauded by the British government for coming up with the vaccine in such short order in 2020. Their share price was up 4% yesterday. They had a pretty good set of results. They did have a very good set of results, but the, the, the main focus of his criticism is around the fact that uh, is actually around the taxation, uh, because we're obviously seeing going to see the corporation tax in the UK increase from 19 percent to 25. And then obviously you put it in comparison with the 12 and a half percent that we have here. But the other thing that's really annoying across the whole of the pharmaceutical industry is a, a scheme set up uh, to basically protect the NHS's budget from um, uh, getting uh, blown up, really, because they put in place a cap that their, their treatments, drug treatments or drug costs cannot go up by any more than 2% a year. Um, and while that's fine, what we've seen is because of a post-COVID um, uh, splurge and prescribing and things like that, you know, Anything over that 2%, the industry has to give back to the government. But the massive increase in demand means that the the, the, the drugs bill has gone up significantly to the extent now that in uh, this year, the, the, the industry is going to be handing back £3.3 billion pounds and that was up from 560 million pounds in, in in 2021 and they're just saying look we've had enough so we've had companies the likes of of uh, the the boss at G, uh, GlaxoSmithKline or GSK and also uh, Bristol Myers Abvi and Eli Lilly all uh, complaining about this and in fact Abvi and Lilly have pulled out of the voluntary scheme because they said they've had, they've had enough. So there's there's a serious issue here in terms of trying to bring the 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 talk of 
making uh, Britain into a, a life science uh, 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 superpower. Superpower and the actual uh, reality of that. And final question, uh, despite the turmoil uh, in political uh, and economic terms in the UK, the FTSE 100 reached an all-time high yesterday. Yeah, it's one of the quirks of the uh, of the UK stock market because the FTSE 100 really isn't anything to do with the UK economy. The one that's to do with the UK economy is much more the FTSE 250 because within the FTSE 100, you've got lots of big multinational companies like the drug companies, the banks, the oils, the big miners. And obviously, they, they're very much... Uh, uh, governed by what's going on on a more global stage. So, you know, it, it, it has had a very strong year last year and, and continues into this year, but it's, it's, it's more domestic uh, peer than the FTSE 250. Or is the Yeah, is, is probably about 20% behind over the last uh, year and a bit. So a, a tale of, of, of two indices, I'm afraid. Indeed it is. Thank you, Aidan. That's Aidan Donnelly from Davy and C. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.